You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Casual fam, welcome to a very, very special episode. Uh, a little treat for you all and myself. Um, you know, things might look a little different here if you're on YouTube, may even sound a little different on the podcast. Uh, that could be because we're doing this podcast via Skype. Um, and if you're on YouTube, you're going to see a couple handsome gentlemen here um, with me as well. I'm not including myself in that. Um, so these guys are going to bring in the YouTube videos or the YouTube viewers for us on this one. So if you are listening right now on the podcast, go to the go to the YouTube page, subscribe to that thing. There's some fun stuff on there. So, but this is a very special episode, um, and, and it's our first of hopefully many monthly special podcast with our casual Patreon fam. And today I have with me Nate Edison and Jory Webb. Now, all of us aren't really good at Skype talking. So, Jory, how you doing, my brother? How's things going? Uh, going really well. Really, really well. Um, the kids are in bed. Let's uh, go. Hopefully no interruptions. And uh, <laughs> hopefully everything everything goes smooth. Dude, that's, that's a staple on the podcast now with Luke and his, his two children and a dog and a cat. And I think there's a goat in the house. So there's a lot going on. So we, we balance this well. So, hey, you need to run out. No need to explain. You just dart out of there, and Nate and I will pick up where we left off. Um, but, Nate, how's it going, my friend? Going pretty well. About to talk some Star Wars, so I definitely can't right? complain. Let's go. Um, so... One of the staples of flying casual that I, I and it's we're just now getting into this kind of phase. I don't even want to call it phase two of flying casual because I don't even know if we're into phase one yet. But one of the big staples of the podcast I wanted, or what I one of the big staples I wanted on the podcast was community involvement. Um, and we hit the ground running with that in the beginning, and we kind of got our you know our feet under us. Um, had some friends come in, do some stuff now, and now we're really getting into the deep and sweaty with all the casual fam. Um, so I want to encourage everyone to go, if, if, you, if you can, check out Patreon. If, if you would like to, you know, offer a little donation, get in there. Um, we appreciate that. Now we're not, you know, begging anyone to go do that, but there's some extra content on there. F fellas, I mean, have you enjoyed some of that? I, I mean, we'll, we'll call it PG-13, right? Uh, material on, yes, on the sir. Patreon. Not bad, right? So, so just some, some interesting, candid stuff that, you know, isn't out there on the airways, but is right here on Patreon. Um, and, and these two gentlemen have, you know, been absolutely amazing in the Star Wars community because I've been interacting with them for longer than Flying Casual. Um, so I know they're huge Star Wars fans. They're absolutely top-notch guys. Um, and they, you know dedicate their time and, and you know, a, a, a little bit of cash to, to, to flying uh -oh. casual. And I want to make it worth their time. I want to make it worth all your guys' time. Um, I just want to talk Star Wars with anyone I can. Um, so this is going to be a new staple of the podcast. I'm looking forward to it, the first of many. Um, and, and these guys, I, I can't tell. You're going to get to know them here very well. Um, some of the best guys out there, honestly, in this community, in the flying casual community. Um, and, and I am, am so excited that we're going to be breaking bread and talking Star Wars. Um, and some of the stuff, you, you may hear me repeating things that I've said in past episodes. I don't care. Get over it. We're talking about Star Wars. We're going to talk about what we want to talk about. Um, so, Nate, I want to get started with you. 
from what I'm seeing in the group, it seems like, you know, you've been a Star Wars fan for a long time. That, that's, what I, that's what I'm getting. So, so, so tell me where that love for this universe came from. Well, I, I'm sure there's a little bit. I know I sent in that excessively long email that I made Hollyweed and <laughs> shared a little bit of it. But um, say, I honestly don't remember the exact details, and I don't think it's anything too exciting. But I think I was, you know, four or five when Phantom Menace came out in theaters. And nice. My dad, who had seen the original trilogy, took me in to see it and... I probably didn't understand any of those politics, but that Darth Maul, yeah. Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan fight, that just captivated me and got me hooked. So soon watched, you know, go, went back and watched the original trilogy. Um, remember bugging my parents constantly to take me to two and three when both of those came out. Yeah. Um, and then I remember actually when episode three came out, I said to my mom, I'm like, I'm really disappointed that this is the end of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think at the time, since I was a kid, I was kind of disappointed about toys being discontinued. Well, but, yeah, um, yeah, that's that was the big one. At the same time, you know, it was I was sad about that. And then, you know, what? Ten years later, we got Force Awakens, and yeah, I remember distinctively sitting there watching uh, that opening crawl and started tearing up just Let's because go. Star Wars was back. Yeah, and, um, I know we're getting into the sequel trilogy a little bit later, but honestly, I think it was fantastic. So, yeah, yeah I guess going back, I don't know exactly. Why I love Star Wars so much, but something about that first time seeing it, it just it just resonated, right? Like I hasn't let go. So yeah, it, I just yep. it never. I don't know. It, it, there's there's always bumps in the road. There's bumps in the road with every fandom and and and, and anything that we love. There's it's gonna happen, and and we're all aware of that. But something just keeps. Us, I, I can't even put a finger on. It. I don't know what it is, but something just drives me daily to talk about Star Wars. And it's just, I don't know, even when things were tough, you know, Last Jedi came out, you have this split in fandom, there's still folks like you guys, and, and through Rebel Watch, finding and getting to talk with folks like you guys that just, it just kept me coming back, you know, that was a very toxic time. Did, did you, did you feel any of that, or were you kind of keeping yourself out of that? It, see, I try and keep out of it, I try and hold my tongue on most uh-huh. Facebook and social media just because I know how toxic the internet is. Yeah. But I definitely remember, say, I was lucky enough for The Last Jedi. I had tickets to two different showings on opening night, so I saw it back-to-back on opening night, and I came out of the theater absolutely loving it. Yeah. At the time, thinking maybe this might be my new favorite. Yeah. I think, now that I've thought about it, I think Empire is still number one, but I think Last Jedi is second. Yeah. But, um... And then I just started seeing some of the reactions and just the toxicity of that. And yeah, yeah it did kind of drive me off Star Wars for a little while. And at that point, I didn't know about Rebel Watch or any of that. Yeah. So then I found Rebel Watch and that really reignited that fire. And I'd say it's stronger than it ever has been. And that Facebook group has given me the chance to talk to people in a way I never have before. Because yeah. I have friends that are Star Wars fans, but nowhere near on the level of the guys in that group. <laughs> so I know. It, 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 it. <laughs> It, it's a unique thing. You try to, you try, I tried to send friends there, and they're like, "Yeah, that's cool and all," but like, I, I just don't have much to say. Yeah, Star Wars is fun. That's about it. And I just, so it, it, you really, it, you're going out to that community. You're finding people that daily. I mean, daily. I, th- I'm, I wasn't joking when I said the notifications stopped on my Facebook. It doesn't tell me when there's notifications in the group because daily, everyone in there just wants. They're finding some way to talk about Star Wars, and it's just. 
God, it's so fulfilling. And, and I, I, I look forward just every night, just scrolling through, just finding all the fun things. It could be memes. It could be just really personal stories. It's just, it's so good. And we, I couldn't be more than pleased that, that you're a part of this group, Nate, and you've been nothing but a positive force in it. And that is going to continue. And I know it. Um, Glad to be a poet. Absolutely. Jory. Now, Jory, you, you've, You've been in this community for a long time, my friend. You, you've been you've been supporting since the Rebel Watch days, um, even repping that Rebel Watch shirt. That's what I'm talking about. And if that's not durability right there, I mean, that thing is still going years later. I'm sure that thing's been washed a lot. Or, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's been washed a lot. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you've been, I mean, you've been out there, man, just honestly spreading positivity. I know you've got a lot of fandoms that you love, and you're heavily involved in them. But I feel like Star Wars, and correct me if I'm wrong, Star Wars seems to be the one that maybe resonates the most. So where, where'd that come from? What keeps it going every day? <clears throat> um, so I started watching Star Wars the first time I was eight years old. Um, I started watching it with my dad. And the cool thing was is that he saw it in theaters for the first time when he was eight years old. Oh wow! So it was kind of a it was kind of a, a really cool thing that you know that we bonded over because we watched all three episodes in one day. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we got into the speculation on uh, what was going to happen with with the new trilogy or okay the prequel trilogy at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and uh, even though we knew where it, you know had to end, um, we kind of just seeing where. Um, you know, George was going to take it. Mm -hmm. And so that was a, that was a real big thing for me. Um, and, and the family aspect of it was, was huge. Yeah. Um, so my dad was really the, the one that got me into it. Um, and in the biggest way, uh, and then, you know, I kind of fell away from star Wars for a minute. Uh, and I think it was just going to college and girls Mm -hmm. and, you know, things like that yeah, and yeah. Uh, sports, you know, whatever it was. And yeah. really, really did it kind of like what Nettie just said was the uh, the Force Awakens. Yeah. And that's why it ranked so high for me is because it actually got me back into Star Wars. Yeah. Um, it was it was a huge, huge movie for me. I mean, I can't say it's the best movie in the world. Yeah. But it's just it's it's a remake of four. Yeah. And, you know, and it just did it did leaps and bounds from, from my fandom. And, uh, you know, and then when I was actually watching, um, different things on YouTube and, and looking up, uh, speculation for, uh, for the last Jedi, that's when I found rebel watch. Let's go. And so rebel watch, um, I can explain to you how big it's been. You know, just Let's just go. the community. Yeah. Um, because like for me, kind of like what Nutty was saying, like I don't really have friends that are into, you know, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I grew up a big sports jock and actually yeah. I was kind of a closeted nerd <laughs> most of my life. We all uh, were at one time real. or the other. <laughs> yeah. And and so for me, even to this day, you know, uh, we had game nights. Actually, a few months ago we had a game night and uh it was like a take five and we had a bunch of just, you know, random questions about certain fandoms and, you know, and I rattle them off and they're like, what is what? going on? Who <laughs> is this person? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I mean, <sighs> my friends are cool about it, obviously, but it's just, you know, yeah. it's just things that, you know, you know that 
other people aren't into it, so you kind of keep it to yourself. But um, Rebel Watch um, really opened that up, and now obviously Flying Casual has been huge for it. Um, yeah. Just having that community to to bounce ideas off of, to speculate, to um, honestly just have the the positive feedback. Yeah. And I think that that's the the best thing is having a toxic uh, community really it's hurtful you yeah. know and and it, and it makes you want to just step away for a little bit and Absolutely. um and that's why you know i love flying casual that's what i'm talking about that it's it's so great because those stories are so similar to mine and and i i found star wars a little later than you guys i actually so i knew about star wars i'd seen parts of episode four as a kid but never, I mean, my family couldn't tell you probably one character from Star Wars. I, I don't even know if they know if, you know, Darth Vader is the father of Luke Skywalker. You know, spoiler to anyone that's just following upon this podcast, but I don't think they even know that information. So I had the uh, an old, I think it was when they were revitalizing the, uh, the merchandise for Star Wars when the prequels are coming out. I had an old playing card game, uh, still have it to this day, and I had some action figures, but not... I mean, never no. I mean, who was gonna show me the movies? You know, I mean, I don't think my mom would have went and bought the trilogy for me or anything like that. Um, I was watching Toy Story and playing with a little army men, and I was big into Little League, so that it never really hit for me. But in high school, I, I mean, Ez and I were for friends throughout, you know, our entire secondary school um, years, and and he kind of introduced me to it and talked about it. And then in high school, man just watched those those prequels and i was just blown away by I, I i didn't even really care so much about the 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 lightsabers or anything like that what captain made of me was the, was the story and the, the good and the evil and and just i i don't know it's resonated with me ever since and i've grown to appreciate the history of the jedi and mandalorians and and things like that but it was just that story of good and evil and then just Luke growing up from nothing and, and becoming, you know, a, a savior that the universe needed. That just that just touched me. Um, and so I'm, I'm a late bloomer, as we probably call it. But then just I, I don't know what caused us to start podcasting. But we just said, let's just record ourselves talking about this. It probably won't get any listens. And then we started interacting with people and it just kind of took off. And I just I was just like, they're they're. There are people out there like me who want to talk about this daily, and I need to be interacting with them more. And so we just we made it a podcast, and it was on YouTube, and it was just it was a weird thing. I, I honestly couldn't tell you how I got into podcasting. I couldn't tell you how I got into Star Wars. I, I owe a lot to Ez to to kind of introduce me to that to that fandom and and appreciate. He's a great storyteller, so he would tell stories, and I'm just like, uh huh, uh huh, okay. Um, it just connected with me, so. I appreciate you guys accepting folks like myself that are late bloomers, but I felt like I needed to mature a little bit um, and really appreciate my nerdum because it was always there. Um, I just needed something to really blossom that. Um, so I am so pumped um, to really, now that I know your guys' history, um, to talk about, I, I want to focus on newer Star Wars, that sequel trilogy. Nettie, I know, and let me, let me, there is not a fourth person here. Nettie is Nate. So if you hear us, call him Nettie or Nate interchangeably. Same person. Um, you, you mentioned that you really appreciate that sequel trilogy. 
um, especially The Last Jedi. What is it about this this kind of new age of, of the films that really is, is captivating you and keeping you keeping you in the group, keeping you talking about it every day? Oh man, it's a hard one. I don't right? think it should be, but it is. That's okay. But, uh, yeah, see, I think part of it. Uh, is just that you know it be captivated me and brought me back into that series and i definitely have to appreciate it for that yeah um for the last jedi particularly why i like it i really like some of the risks that it took so i know that's why a lot of people didn't like it but yeah i thought luke skywalker's arc in that movie was great i thought yeah. it was unexpected yes but i really appreciated it because of what they did for it yeah um i thought it made his character so much more human mm-hmm. um the character of DJ, I absolutely loved both. I kind of liked how he was kind of a reflection of Lando from Empire. Yep. But he stayed as that traitor. He didn't get that redemption. Absolutely. And I like his speech to Finn about, you know, don't join and it's all a game. Yeah. I know some people don't want, you know, a political tirade in their Star Wars movie, but I thought it was a really cool addition. And then yeah. Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker both just kind of round out those characters' arcs. And Absolutely. it just really captivated me. And I loved all of the new characters. I loved the new locations. And it just something about it really clicked for me. So Heck yeah. You mentioned the, the, the Luke arc. And I know, I, I'm like you, I, I found it fascinating. I'm not sure what it is, but a lot of people just... They didn't like it. They 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 thought it didn't show that powerful Luke Skywalker that we get in the Fate of the Jedi and Legacy of the Force. Like it was completely different. But I I don't see it as that way. I really see there was a time where that Luke Skywalker existed in canon, right? And like you said, what the Last Jedi did was really humanize this legend. It made it so much more tangible and real. Because I feel like if you would have just got him, and he does epic things, he absolutely does. If you would have got him doing all these epic things with no trials, I'm just like, how is this any different than what I read in those series? And yeah. so, and so, even even Mark Hamill, and as an as an actual human being, and not the character, I loved how at first he was kind of adverse to this. That he's just like, you know what, I have concerns. And then after really seeing the entire story, be like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. This this man sees failure, and and that failure is is, is one of the greatest teachers. Jory yeah. is 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 the Last Jedi your favorite? Because I mean, I'm feeling like Nate and I are, are putting it up there high. Is it one that you you know really brought you home, or was it you know? Hey, I'm gonna wait for the third one to maybe see how you know this is gonna go. Um, so <laughs> at first, The Last Jedi was one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and now it has dropped in my list. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, I think I need to reevaluate my list. I even just made it a few days ago, actually. Yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't, I think that what happened with The Last Jedi was that, um, you know, Ryan Johnson went in a completely different direction. Yeah. And, and obviously it was, it was a shocker at first and, and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely loved it. And then I got on that toxic train yeah. and started eating some of those comments <laughs> and I'm like, man, there's some merit to what they're saying. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. I started going back and watching and, and, and figuring out where they were going with certain things. And I'm like, man, there's just, 
there's a lot of I don't know want to say plot holes, yeah, but a lot of like decision making that I didn't necessarily agree with. Um, and then seeing the rise of Skywalker afterwards, um, it helps with the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and I actually up until probably just a little bit ago listening to you guys talk about it again um <laughs> you know i was i was kind of still on that you know where it's it's a bottom three for me bottom four yeah um but n- not in a way that i hate the movie yeah um i i i mean one through nine i love them all yeah i love them all for certain ways absolutely um, you know for certain things um but i think it still probably is a bottom maybe four or five mm-hmm. and not because it's a terrible movie or not because of decisions that were made um but just because you know i have other other movies that are my go-to yeah um i'd say right now uh you know, when I go on Disney Plus, you know, here we'll plug in Disney <laughs> Plus again. Let's go. Um, when I go on Disney Plus and you know, and I'm watching a movie at the end of the night or right before I go to bed, um, Last Jedi isn't one of them that I just pop in. Yeah. Um, but you know, I actually watched it, man, a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and I fell asleep to it. But you know, the cinematic like what it did and the storytelling in it, whether you agree with the storytelling or not, is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a phenomenal movie. If you just stand that movie alone, um, it is a great story. Yeah. You know, beginning to end. Yeah. Um, so for me, it still probably sits bottom four, um, but not because of me hating it. It's just, uh, you know, they're, they're ones that I like better. And yeah. to go back to what you were saying, Mike, about, you know, you being a newer uh, fan. And yeah. I think this is so important because I actually, uh, so I coached softball or I did until last year. I had coached the varsity team. And when The Last Jedi came out, one of the girls that was on my team uh, she told me that her dad told her she wasn't a true Star Wars fan because <sighs> she dead. wasn't, she didn't like the original trilogy. Yeah. And for me, you know, I just kind of, you know, just told her like, yeah, you are, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, she, she loves the, the, the sequel trilogy. She liked the prequels, but she wasn't really into the original trilogy, which I understand, you know, you, you show people the original trilogy and all they see is like, you know, gone with the wind type you know i mean it's, it's so so outdated yeah um, i mean there's a phenomenal story behind it but mm-hmm. the what they have for special effects are nowhere near what we have now yeah and so i i understand young people not you know really getting into the original trilogy um but going back to what i was saying about you like being uh, you know not necessarily a newer fan but like a fan that got into it later in life like yeah People telling people that they're not true fans because they haven't been a fan for 40 years. That's, mm. I mean, to me, it's toxic. Oh. It's toxic. Yeah. And, and I don't agree with it at all. You know, Star Wars should be, you know, just like other fandoms should be yeah. about, you know, bringing in new people, yeah. you know, just because their favorite isn't the same as yours doesn't mean that, you know, they're any less right or wrong than you are. Yeah. And so, you know, I just think that it's a super important message that we have to kind of remind ourselves, mm-hmm. even, you know, you see somebody with a differing opinion than what you have, you know, it's, it is what it is. And you just kind of keep going with your yeah. day. It's, it's, it's crazy. If you, 
Because I've, I've gotten that before, too. Wait, you're telling me, like, you, well, listen here, folks. Half of my life I've been an insane Star Wars fan. Now I think I'm 32 years old. More than half of my life I've been a, uh, an insane Star Wars fan. So it, you're right. It's just, you know, a lot of people can't help when they're introduced to it. But I'm always spreading the word. Coworkers, right. 40-some years old, never, they have no idea. Once again, Darth Vader is Luke's, you know, father. And I, that's fantastic. I'm like, oh, my God, here's my box set. Go watch this. And it works sometimes. Another time, I, uh, I had one of my employees got through 20 minutes of The Phantom Menace and said, I had to stop it. I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe we should have had you start with four and go from there. But uh, so you're right. And, and it's just as as inclusive as the story is itself. I mean, you think about it. You have obviously humans. You have men. You have women. You have aliens. You have droids that are equally respected in this story i mean there's a lot of old school fans who favor whose favorite characters are chewbacca or you know leia or r2 there's it's just such a variety there and for people claiming to be such fans to give other people you know hate and just just playing like you said toxicity just you're not a true star wars fan or something like that why would you discourage someone for loving a franchise you love you know what I'm saying? I, that, that, that's never made sense to me. Just in the product itself and how inclusive it is, and then how beloved this franchise has been for 40 years, why are you pushing people away? Because they may say, is this what Star Wars is? This jerk right here, I don't want anything to do with it. Then I'm going to go be a Trekkie, or I'm going to go to Lord of the Rings, or, or something like that. It's Holly and I just had a conversation about it. You know, We had you know a couple people write, like, really terrible reviews on iTunes and uh, they're suspicious for one but I won't go into reasons why um, but it's just the the need to go out and be hateful towards something or someone to go out of your way to do that to me that's not Star Wars you know you want to take go 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 to your basement go you know play with your toys by yourself <laughs> don't get on the interwebs don't talk to us you know don't bother with it because that's that isn't Star Wars Inclusive, being inclusive and understanding, and and our group is a a plus example of that. It's just like even if you disagree with someone, having a a, a mature way of, of stating that, and then moving on with your life. Like it's just the to tear people down. I I, I never I never understood it. But I I could talk about that all night. Um, you, you, you mentioned the Last Jedi, and so I want to go to Nettie. So Nettie, when when the when the Rise of Skywalker came out, now I'll be honest. So I also like like uh, kind of the opposite of you, Jory. I I went and watched the Last Jedi. We even did a live post after. I was like, guys, I'm conflicted. What 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 did I just see? Because it was very different, and it took me time to really appreciate the story. Um, and, but then I'll, I'll I'll be honest. When I went and watched the Rise of Skywalker, I was getting a little defensive of the Last Jedi. I felt like I needed to say, "What what do you do with JJ? I feel like you're spitting all over my movie." But I also needed some time to say, "You know what? No, they're just appreciating it in a certain way um, and tying it in in an aspect that I'm getting defensive of the Last Jedi for all the people out there that hate it." Um, when I really didn't need to be. Nate did. When you went and watched The Rise of Skywalker, how much you loved The Last Jedi, did it? Did you have any of those feelings? You're just like, oh, I mean, when Luke, you know, grabbed that lightsaber and said what he said, was that like, 
Was that a slam or did you have any of that? See, I wouldn't say I had too much. Um, like the Luke Skywalker moment. I think Holly said in one of the podcasts, she took that more of a showing of his growth of a character. Yeah. yeah. That was my initial thought with that. Yeah. Um, and then I saw some, you know, people pointed out the other way afterwards. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I say for the most part, I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker without thinking that it really retconned Last Jedi, like a lot of people said. Yeah. The only thing I would have done differently is I, I like the character of Rose. I think they should have, yeah. you know, done her a little bit better in yeah. the Rise of Skywalker. But for the most part, no, I, I can appreciate Rise of Skywalker and still love The Last Jedi. I didn't really yeah. think it was too much of a huge retcon like I've seen some people complaining about. But Yeah. Well, let, let, this may be the time to ask then. So there's one thing you guys know. You, you've been listening for a while. When it comes to Rey and Kylo Ren and their ship, I don't know if I'm using that right, of Raylo. I gotta know, guys. Where where do you stand on Raylo? Did the way they executed it in the Rise of Skywalker did it work? Did it work, Nate? I'm gonna go with you on this one. Say, I was definitely not for Raylo. Say, um, yeah. I'd say after Rise of oh, not Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi, I was kind of in the opinion of I didn't see why it would be necessary. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of like, I don't want this, but if they do it, it'll be okay. Yeah. And then I actually, I can't remember if it was Harvey that said it first or somebody else in the group. Yeah. But they pointed out, you know, all the toxicity that could be interpreted from that relationship. And I'm like, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. I, and that got me like completely against it. Yeah. I really didn't want it. Um, And I'll say Rise of Skywalker, for the most part, I think they did it really well. Um. I think you guys have said that, you know, maybe that kiss should have just been, you know, a friendly hug or something else. And I I agree with that. If I, you know, if I was taking over JJ's spot, I probably would have changed that. But for the most part, I I think they handled it pretty well. So Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, I I mean, I I was worried it may be half the movie, but it really was that, those last few minutes where it, it felt like, we're going to give a nod to all those Raylo fans. I mean, there are a lot of nods in this movie to everyone. I feel like if you had a theory, you were right in some regard in this movie, even the Raylo fans. Um, so I, I, I definitely have come to just accept it. Um, I think even Chris Terrier was out there like trying to explain it as some friendly kiss, like a brother and sister thing. I was like, J- you just don't e- – you're just – you're just muddying it up. Just let it be what it is. It was a romantic thing. Just let it be what it is. Uh, Jory, I, I feel like Raylo may also, you know, be a, I don't know if it's a sensitive subject for you, but I feel like he got something to say about it. So Raylo, for me, at the beginning, I was so adamant against it. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how much I loathe that fact that, <laughs> people were out there that actually wanted, you know, a toxic relationship like that. Yeah. Um, that being said, what they did in, uh, the rise of Skywalker was, and I don't want to say it was good. Um, now I guess I could say it's good. Yeah. Um, what he did as far as, um, and, and actually <laughs> kind of rewind a little bit back to a couple episodes. So Luke said something, um, that really resonated with me. Um, he said, you know, them having Ray fall in love with Ben Solo. Yeah. And not falling in love with Kylo Ren. Yeah. 
um, you know, whether it's her falling in love or having an attachment or whatever you want to say that it is. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of, you know, helped ease some of that for me, mm-hmm. um, actually. And, and that's just how I view it now. And so, you know, that, that works. Yeah. Um, and with, with her having feelings for Ben solo and even with him in the movie, you know, shredding, shredding the clothes and going yeah. back to like uh, a Jedi garb, yeah. you know, and, and, and having that just Jedi look, yeah, um, that really helps with, with coping with that. Yeah. Um, but I also do, and this sounds morbid, but I do enjoy the fact that, you know, they killed him off. Yeah. Um, and just because of the fact of there would be no way for him to go back into, you know, and into society yeah you know you killed millions and millions of people yep and i mean could be billions you never know (laughs) and so so the fact that he he did pass and you know that was the last thing you know and we can give the nod to raylo fans and and i think what what made me so upset about raylo fans was that i i watched a few (laughs) videos online that they were just, you know, if you can't see it, you're an idiot and yada, 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 yada. And, yeah. you know, I dove into that toxicity. And yeah. I'm like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> no, you're, you know, this and that. So, um, so the way that JJ handled it, um, whether, you know, it be with a kiss or a hug or whatever, you know, it did give that nod. And, you know, that's fine for me. Um, and it kind of brings up, and I don't know if we were even going to talk about this, but the John Boyega, let's go uh, tweets yeah. uh, to, you know, and, and I don't agree with the way John Boyega went about things. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that there was a lot better ways that he could have said what he meant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you kind of need to know that obviously if you're a celebrity in that position, but I do agree with where he was coming from yeah you know the execution might not have been the greatest at all yeah um but what he was saying does have merit yeah um you know of like you know basically you have just this absolutely toxic relationship and then you know we're gonna give the nod to this but yeah you know and and we don't really know what john boyega was going through as far as exactly you know, things that he was being attacked for, um, you know, and, and I'm sure cause I went through some of the comments on, on Twitter and it was just ugly, ugly, ugly. Bad. I mean, racial slurs left and right. Yep. And it's just, it, it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the part of the fandom that I don't agree with, but truly at that point, if you're going to cut, you know, stoop to that level, I mean, I'm not going to say that you're not a fan, but you're yeah. not a good human being. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, yep. Um, so, you know, he could have handled that better, but I understand where he's coming from in that point. Yeah. There was, there was a great article. Can't even remember the title of it now, but it was like, it was all about him and how he handled things. And it's like when, you know, when trying to silence haters goes wrong or something like that. I, 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 Cause he did like, it stemmed from a place of like concern about what happened in the story. And yeah, I mean, those Raylo fans are intense. Like it is, I mean, back even during rebel watch, it was, 
it was intense and I mean you could get some serious hate for even just saying like I don't agree and just as plain as that and and yeah so I, I get it they're passionate about it. that's cool they saw something there I didn't quite see and hey uh, it turns <clears throat> out you were right there was something there um, but what I like what you said about uh, like coming to accept it and I try to look at, at, at Ray as being very similar to Luke you know Luke yeah he finds out that Darth Vader's his father but Darth Vader's done a lot of really terrible things, a lot of that we didn't even see on screen that we're learning in comics um, and side stories. Like, he, he's done a lot of terrible things, and Luke knows that. But there's a connection there, his father and son, that binds them, right? And and he, he looks past all that because he sees something in him. There's some, you know, something there to salvage. And I'm trying to – I look at now – at Ray and, and Ben is the same way that she saw that there through the darkest times, even when he kidnapped her, you know, even when, you know, she remembers he knocked her out, even when he tried to kill her, like he, he see, she sees that and, and, and tries to, to look past it and, and ends up, you know, there is a connection there, whether it was romantic or not, I, I guess it may have been, but she looks past it. And that's, I look at her as that kind of, unyielding Luke Skywalker farm boy just looking for the good in people right oh definitely and I don't want to uh, toot my own horn but back in uh, the Rebel Watch days we actually had the discussion about Raylo yeah and I tried looking up the episode to figure you know just to cite myself and you guys (laughs) read a comment from me and I said it would be, you know, if it did happen, I thought it would be like a tragic love story. Yeah. And in a way, it kind of was. It was, you know? yeah. I mean, in the end, yes, they were, I guess, like, I don't want to even say together, but I thought that it would end in a way of, like, somebody dying. Yeah. Or, or not being able to be together. Yeah. Um. And that's kind of, I think, the best way that J.J. probably saw that, you know, hey, how can we do this but not, you know, do it over the top? Yeah. And, you know, to still give nods other, you know, to other ways because, you know, even just like, you know, we were talking about with John Boyega, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the end, she could end up being with Finn. Yeah. You know, she could end up being with Poe, I guess, or, or honestly, she could just end up being, you know, with nobody and, yeah. and you know, doing what the old Jedi did and, you know, not taking a uh, significant other and, mm-hmm. you know, and just training or whatever she wants to do. Um, but, you know, with that being that tragic love story, I kind of feel like it was, you know, yeah. at the end with, with Kylo dying, you know, with a kiss. There, yeah, there's an ultimate sacrifice there, and you knew he had to go. You knew it was coming. There's no, we're going to live, you know, on the sand dune, out our lives, and drink, you know, coffee in them, and none of that. He's got to go, and she can be the hero, and, that, and that's what I appreciated. Uh, Nettie, as maybe not the biggest Raylo fan, were you shipping anyone else? Because when I talk to a lot of people, they're like, there has to be a love story in Star Wars, and I say, not so fast. I don't believe there does. But if there was going to be a love story and not Raylo, were you shipping anyone else? I mean, C-3PO and I, I, anyone? I mean, were you shipping anybody? 3P-88? <laughs> yeah, no. right? <laughs> <laughs> the triple zero no. droid from Dr. Afra and C-3PO. Like, yeah, like, anybody? 
No, I don't. I don't think I was shipping anybody. I don't think I would have minded, you know, say Ray and Finn or yeah. even Finn and Poe. I know yeah. a lot of people that wanted that. I'd say I, I definitely wouldn't have minded any of that. But at the yeah. same time, kind of like you said, I, I don't watch Star Wars for the love yeah. story side of it. Like, yeah, it's great in the original trilogy that Han and uh, Leia dynamic, but at the same time, that's not why I watch Star Wars. Like, absolutely, I, there's other things I can watch for that. So, and there, there's. <sighs> You mentioned the original trilogy. I don't know if you guys have watched The Empire of Dreams. I mean, now that you have Disney+, Plus, it's on there if you haven't. Um, there's a really great moment when they're on Bespin. And you know when Lando has um, Leia and Han in a room together. And they they originally they had this really lengthy, mushy conversation. A lot of face-to-face, you know, long kiss and this and that. And it felt, even to the directors, felt so, it just didn't fit with everything else that was going on. And they said, you know what, just kind of go out there and, and let's just let's just knock this out. And it, it, it was much less intimate. It just fit way more. And that's, that's how I look at Star Wars. There was a love story there, but that wasn't. I don't know. It didn't seem so front and center. There was some kissing, yes, and, and, and we know now that that must be intercourse in the Star Wars universe, so it makes the original trilogy a little more explicit. Um, so I'm waiting for, you know, the, the 2030 edit of, of, you know, Star Wars when, when Han and Leia are kissing, uh, that there will be a black bar over their face, right? And George will be like, yeah, yeah, so that was intercourse, and we had to, uh, we had to, we had to black that out. Um well, he has no say of it now, I guess, but uh, Disney may. So, but it just—they even recognize it while they were filming it that like this is way too, this is way too mushy. Like we need to really just chill this out. Like she—I don't even remember what they said to each other now in the scene. But and I was like, yeah, like that's that's the fun, you know, not so heavy love story um, that is totally fine in Star Wars for me. But yeah, like you said, then it's it's not why it's not why I'm going. Um, but. I, I would have actually liked to see Rose and Finn have a little something. I mean, you, like you said, you, you were disappointed that Rose didn't get much airtime. Like, they could have found a way, right, to 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 bring that in and give her a little more of that, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely agreed. Say, actually, when my brother saw the movie, the, one of the first things he texted me in his list of thoughts was that Rose and Finn should have been together, so. yeah. Either they just had one moment on the top of the Star Destroyer, I think, where she like yelled for him or something. I was like, "This is yep. this is so unfortunate." Like they were they were kissing each other, and then the Falcon, like it just like I don't know. Well, well, someone was kissing someone. I don't know. I don't even remember how that worked out, but I guess I have to watch the Last Jedi again. But um, so, Jory, are you were you shipping anybody? You know, as a as a as a non Raylo fan. Well, so with the uh, the Rose and Finn thing, they actually announced or they addressed that in Resistance Reborn, um, and they actually addressed uh, Finn and Ray in Resistance Reborn. So, um, and I don't know if you guys read that or not. I'm assuming you guys probably did, but quarter of the, the way movie- through, I stopped <laughs> it. Stopped it when the movie came out. Never finished it. Need to. Um, with the uh, Rose and Finn thing, uh, you know, he just said, you know, we just agreed that that was a moment. And, ah. uh, and that they were going to, you know, s- not pursue anything further. And um, actually, Poe um, asks about him and Ray as well. And he's like, nope, just friends, too. So you're like, oh, right. you know, 
And for me, actually, those were the two that I wanted, um, you know, to come together. If there was going to be any sort of uh, romance, you know, coming into it. And and it was just because, you know, you see Finn trying so hard. Yeah. and, and, you know, you root for maybe the underdog in the situation, yeah. you know, because you never really see Ray, uh, you know, return that. I mean, you can see that obviously Ray cares for Finn, but yeah. you never really see her return the sort of, you know, compassion maybe that, that Finn showed to her. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, you it could be just because Finn grew up as a stormtrooper. Yeah. You know, and just never really had anybody else to... Yeah you know, show him that sort of compassion. And the first girl that does, he's like, well, you know what? This is the one. Absolutely. You know, she's it for me. That's and the uh, first one that didn't see me with a helmet on or yep, maybe exactly. other than Phasma. Yeah, other than Phasma. Yeah, that's... <laughs> she's terrible. <laughs> Great point. Great point. Uh, and speaking of Phasma, that book was phenomenal. Yeah. I just got done reading it. Right. And for our book club, plug that one. Let's go. Um, and uh, that was that might be one of my favorite books that I have read. Yeah. As far as, and I don't even read it. I just listen to audiobooks. Yeah. I have a ridiculous amount of audiobooks on my phone. But uh, <laughs> Asthma might be my new favorite. It's just, uh, it's really well written. Um, you understand the backstory, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's a phenomenal book. Absolutely. But, um, going back to your question. Uh, yeah, Finn and Finn and Ray were my big ship on that one. Um, I really wanted to see, you know, those two come together and, and, uh, you know, if there was going to be any sort of, any sort of, uh, romance here in the Star Wars universe again. Yeah, definitely the Force Awakens, just their chemistry too. I was just like that, that could work, you know, even if she's this epic, you know, powerful, uh, person i I can definitely see it working they could be a great duo um netty now do you think i I mean do you do you you believe let me ask this first that finn is in fact force sensitive well i guess didn't they come out didn't the directors and the writers come out and say yeah he is okay so he's force sensitive yeah yeah right so do you think that connection maybe then was more so they really are sensing each other in the force and they have this intense connection and now since he realizes this, he understands it a little more now, and, and that's why he's kind of – he's maybe toned it down a little bit. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. I say that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, see, I also know, I think um, in Force Awakens, Finn has a line, something along the lines of, you looked at me like nobody else had. So, like, yeah. I think a lot of it, too, could be interpreted as, like, that friendship that, that's like, right. you know, she saw past what he was and – saw him as a good person and was willing to help him for that too so i definitely think that's a good way to look at it too absolutely yeah god that is a beautiful moment uh everyone just looking past everyone's faults and 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 uh this is i love star wars um so so on the whole guys i mean i think collectively we all really enjoyed this this sequel trilogy right i mean we're satisfied coming out of it right um, now, I didn't get to see Rise of Skywalker for a third time. I don't know if that thing's wrapping up in theaters soon, but I, I need to get Luke there because he's starting to go down the rabbit hole of the uh, uh, Colin Trevorrow script. And, Mike, maybe it could have been even sweatier. I'm like, Luke, no, don't do it. Um, but uh, 
Nate, let me start with you. Do you do you feel some people say, you know, this is so different from the rest of Star Wars. Do you feel like it do you feel like it ties in well with what we got in, in the past two trilogies? Did is it is it that different to a point where you're just like this isn't, you know, this is completely different from what we got or is it just a different generation? Do you do you feel like it all works together cohesively? I'd say for the most part, yeah. I'd say I definitely think, you know, there are some aspects in the new trilogy, kind of like we touched on with The Last Jedi, that, you know, maybe some things won't plan from the beginning that could have been done better. Yeah. But I'd say cohesively it does flow pretty well. And in terms of fitting in with Star Wars, I would definitely say it does. Um, I'm not a big fan of the argument, you know, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. Yeah. I think that's kind of a cop-out to try and justify why you don't like something. Exactly. Um, <laughs> sort of that confirmation bias, I think, is what that's called. Yeah. Um, and I would say, um, in terms of like compared to the other trilogies, I do think there's a lot, like you said, different generations. I think a lot of people, you know, they have so much nostalgia for that OT or the uh, prequel trilogy. Yeah. Because they saw it when they were a kid. Absolutely. And you go into the new movie and you can't captivate that feeling as a kid. Like, yeah. The prequel trilogy are my three least favorite movies now, but even I love them because they introduced me to Star Wars. Yeah. So, like, and I I accept I'm not going to be able to get that same magic ever again, but yeah. I think as long as you try, like, and go into a movie with an open mind, it can still be great and at least take you to the galaxy far, far away. Maybe not in the same fashion, but at least to an extent. Absolutely. I, it, It's so funny. I, this just kind of popped in my mind, but right now trying to sell the house, I got um, this guy coming in looking. Uh, he's doing this radon mitigation. It's whatever, long story, but he's an old-timer, right? And he comes down in the studio, down in the basement, and he says, so you like Star Wars, huh? <laughs> there is Star Wars everywhere. <laughs> it's like, I, yeah, I, I should have made it real awkward. Like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. What are you talking about? That's <laughs> what Star Wars. Um, but uh, he's just like, so you like Star Wars? Like, absolutely. And he saw the original Star Wars in theaters, uh, I think, in, in, in Pennsylvania. And, uh, and he said, and I asked him, I said, did, did you love him? Were you hooked from the start? And he said, yeah, absolutely. He said, but those, you know, those, the, 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 the next three there, he's like, I, I just couldn't connect with those, you know, the prequels. And I was like, oh, cool. He's like, I'll tell you one thing. These new ones, they're pretty interesting. So even, you know, someone who, you know, it, it's interesting, too. He, he didn't really appreciate, you know, the 90s stuff, and I, I can get why, but but even you know someone in their mid 60s you know these newer films still hooked them and we just, we just had a good laugh about it but uh um so yeah i don't know Dif- different generations you know I-, I don't know there's also so much other star wars out there that's captivating people now that that never existed with the clone wars and rebels and resistance it's just it's a fantastic time but i i thought that was really fascinating that guy um you know, just had to come down to the basement and break a little bread. Should have just pulled out a microphone and said, hey, you interested in doing an episode right now, old-timer? Um, but, yeah, shout-out to that guy, uh, Carrie. But, um, so, so Jory, how about you, man? Do you, do, you, do you look at it, does it feel like nine films, like, this is Star Wars? I'm getting the box set, like, this is, this is Star Wars. Oh, definitely. Um, the... the and I hate to go down this too. The people that say this is not my Star Wars um, just need to get a grip. Let's go. I mean, everybody, I mean, all the movies are your Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and the biggest thing that I lean on, no matter what fandom I'm in, is I'm a consumer. 
Yeah. I am a consumer. I am not a producer. I'm not a writer. Yeah. I am not anything to do with creative. Don't get me wrong. I still have my things that I want that yeah. I um, would like to see. But if you don't like it, like in in my opinion, and, and, and I don't mean this in, in an absolute terrible way, but like it doesn't matter what you think. Exactly. You know, it, it truly doesn't like it. It, I love all nine films. I yeah. truly do. I love all nine films for their own reasons. Um, even, you know, episode two, which yeah. is probably my least favorite. Yeah. On all of out of every uh, every film. I still love the film yeah. because it's still Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and I think that the sequel trilogy, especially for the older generation, um, they are okay with the sequel trilogy because of seven and nine. Yeah. Eight kind of threw them off. Yeah. It really did. Like, um, and kind of going back to my dad, uh, he was a big, like we got out of eight because my dad and I have watched every, every of, so one, two, three. And uh, he got of eight, and he was like, ooh, I don't know. And uh, I actually showed him the old Rebel Watch, uh, you know, in defense of. <laughs> that was and, a good one. And it kind of actually helped him. Nice. It kind of helped him out to be like, you know, hey, you know, but, you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But, uh, but seven and nine really resonate with the, uh, the OT fans because they are very similar to the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, seven, obviously, was... I don't want to say a carbon copy of four, but it, yeah. I mean, it was, it was very similar. Yeah. I mean, if you take the story, it's a similar story just with better, just better graphics, better everything, yeah. you know? And then nine was a similar story to six and, uh, you know, it, it did have different takes on things, but it really was, it was a similar uh, story right to six. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, the whole trilogy, um, or I guess I don't really know what we want to call the whole box set of yeah. one through nine, <laughs> just really, it, it's great. Yeah. The, the whole story is phenomenal. Um, you know, whether you agree with how it ends or not, uh, it's still your Star Wars and it's still great. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, yeah. Every, every trilogy, there's something for everyone. Um, I mean, there's darkness, there's just, there's love stories. There, there's just there's so much in there, um, and like yeah, I think I feel like all of them are, are people. That's everyone's Star Wars. There's something in there for everyone. Um, if you hate droids, well, I, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. They're throughout the series. <laughs> um, but speaking of droids, it's really funny. Droids are getting a lot of appreciation in new canon. I mean, every book you pick up, um, even Phasma has, you know, sympathy for droids. That's a whole nother podcast. But remind me, guys, on the next, uh, I don't know if we're calling this a council session. I'm not sure. It hasn't been tagged yet, but we'll think of something to call these sessions. But that, remind me, we're going to talk about that at some point because there, there is a shift in, in droids and new canon. But so I want to ask you guys something, too. So just today, um, Star Wars Theory, love Star Wars Theory. Uh, don't always agree with him. Love the guy, though. Love the content he put. Oh, I love his passion. Uh, love, love just daily. He can talk about it just like us. Um, 
But one thing he said today I had to disagree with because uh, it was my favorite part of the Rise of Skywalker. And it's when I burst into tears. Um, and it's when Ben Solo, you know, has the memory of his father. It was so well written, in my opinion. It made so much sense. It just was so emotional. And to me, in order for Ben Solo to actually be redeemed in that arc, he had to have the forgiveness of his father. However, Star Wars Theory thinks that Anakin should have been there in that moment to try to convince or redeem Ben Solo. And I, I, I couldn't disagree with it more. So, Nettie, I want to bring it to you. I'm just going to go ahead and assume it's everyone's favorite moment of the Rise of Skywalker. Um, and I won't do that. But, I mean, powerful moment. Did it hit for you? Do you think Anakin in that moment would have been, you know, effective? Or should he have been somewhere else? Or was he even necessary at all, I guess? Yeah, say, in terms of that scene as itself, I loved it. It probably is my favorite scene from that movie. Yeah. Besides maybe some of, the, like, the cool part with Palpatine shoot lightning into the sky, maybe. Yeah. But, um, see, I've talked about on the Facebook before how I think – the scene with Ben Solo or Kylo Ren at that point, I guess. Yeah. And Han Solo in The Force Awakens is one of the best shot scenes. Yeah. Um, probably in any Star Wars. I agree. So I really liked how they paralleled that so much. And I didn't catch it the first time, but like the end of it when he's go like he's choked up and he says dad and trails off and he says, I know. <laughs> You're going to get me emotional, Nettie. I'm going to have to mute myself. Yeah, so just that moment, like <laughs> – I, I didn't want Ben Dimption, yeah. but yeah. I think that moment that moment made me okay with it. That like right. I was like, okay, I can respect this. Um, in terms of having Anakin in that scene, I haven't seen this video, so I don't know his case. Yeah, but I I could see it just because you know Kylo was you know thinking he was following Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have liked it as much just because, like I said, all those parallels I thought were phenomenal. Yeah. Um, if they, if they were going to put Anakin in the movie at all, I think the Force Ghost moment at the end, yeah. or the Force Voice, yeah. they should have had Ghost there. Yeah. I think that would have been a really cool moment, but I guess that was more with Ray than Ben. Yeah. But, yes, yeah, overall, I, I thought that scene was great. So Absolutely. Yeah, God. I, I You're absolutely right, because there's, there's weird things I love about that scene. It's like, it's like the, the final confrontation in Episode six with 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 Vader and Luke. You know, it's 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 the way the scene is shot, the music. There's almost it's I can't is there like a fog or something? there's something there that the the lightsabers are kind of the colors are blur. It's just the way it's filmed and the sound of everything and the emotion. It makes it one of my most favorite. It's my favorite scene of all of Star Wars. But you're absolutely right, and I couldn't agree with you more. It may be up there with that moment, but it's weird things too. It's like. There's, it's complete. It's one of the only moments in the entire saga where it's complete silence, and you just hear water droplets going off of like Ben's vest, and him and Ray are just kind of staring at each other. He's like, "What the hell have I done?" And the way whoever wrote this scene, when like you said, I remember getting emotional thinking about when he says "Dad," and they bring back Han Solo's. Most famous line in all of Star Wars, and he just says, I know, which was complete, you know, just offhanded, you know, 
uh, 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 Harrison Ford, you know, comment. I, I think um, whoever who is the director of Five, uh, Kirshner, uh, I think I can't even remember his name. He just said, "Just do do you, just do whatever you need to do." And he went, and she said, "I love you." He said, "I know." And then they bring it back in. I mean, it's great storytelling. Um, you're right. It's one of my favorite moments in Star Wars. Now that I think about it, it's up there with Vader and Luke in their final confrontation, which I, I never thought that would happen. But that is such a fantastic scene. But, uh, Jory, it, it, you know, could you use Anakin in the Rise of Skywalker? If so, do you think he would have been effective in that moment? And I just, I'm only thinking of this right now, is because I saw Star Wars Theory talking about it today. Um, it, would that have been effective, or, or did you like what we got? Oh, it definitely would have been effective. Um, but in the same, I feel like they were trying to keep things under wrap. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if Hayden shows up, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty obvious, hey, he's going to be in and, and they can't keep they can't keep that under wraps. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, don't get me wrong. I would have loved I wanted to see Hayden in this. Yeah. I love Hayden Christensen. I love what he's done since. I mean, it has been much. Yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like they wanted to really keep this episode nine really tight to the chest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and there was there was these leaks about, you know, they had Hayden and Samuel L. Jackson and they had, uh, uh, man, I want to say they had a few other people. I forget now who all they said was in in, and the supposed, um, you know, was they were going to be all these force ghosts in the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just. It would have been amazing to see, but in the same, it would have been the, the, just the logistics of it would have been crazy for them. And, you know, they have people showing up on set. You have all these people leaking out like, Oh, Hayden's on set, you know, Samuel is on set, (laughs) you know? And (laughs) I mean, it would have been very obvious as to what they were doing. And, uh, I think they just really wanted to keep it close to the chest. Yeah, it, it, I could, I could. Yeah, because I mean, the 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 death scene uh, with with Han Solo, there were only a few people present for that. Like it was, it was very closed doors, and yeah, I could see there. I mean, remember the speculation of, of Hayden Christensen and uh, Ian McDermott going to a a, a freaking uh, uh, comic convention, and they ended, Disney ended up kind of shutting it down or something. Everyone's like, oh, that must be that they're filming. Like they're they're totally. It's like easy, man. You don't know that. Um, so maybe they were planning something like that. But I do agree. I think something at the end, um, you know, with the Force Ghost. I definitely thought we were gonna get that, but something. It just it was very effective the way that all of them kind of came together and in that moment, you know, because it didn't feel like anyone was gonna intervene. I never really thought that that Anakin was gonna intervene because you know they. George Lucas thought about doing that in the original trilogy and ended up saying, you know, nope, they can't intervene. They can't do anything like that. But then again, you know, Yoda and his lightning, not force lightning. That's a, you know, don't want to say that because <laughs> it wasn't coming out of his fingers. But um, phrasing. But um, oh, so it had to happen. You know what I'm saying? It had there to happen. Um, All right. I'll be back, boys. <laughs> All right, buddy. Um, but, uh, Nate, I want to ask you, man. So we, we've got... We appreciate this nine films we have, right? And 
it now looks like we're going in a direction of television. Um, film or television, what is it that you want to see in the future of Star Wars? Maybe not even like immediately, but like in the future, if Disney's going to do so, they say, Nettie, what is it that you want? If we gave you a trilogy, let's say even, or a series of some sort, what is it that you're writing? Oh, man. I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> I say I'm stoked for the Obi-Wan series. Definitely right? for that. Um, man, I don't even know where I would go. Say part of me wants to see more, see more where Ray goes, you know, with that yeah. sweet new lightsaber. Yeah. But, um, I also think, you know, going back to the old Republic could be great. Yeah. Say I've actually compared to a lot of Star Wars fans. I'm probably not that huge of an old Republic fan just because, yeah. Um, I've never actually played through all of Knights of the Old Republic. I've yeah. never played the MMO. Um, I just listened to some of the audiobooks, but just even those made it that world so cool. And I think going back to that would definitely be really awesome. And there was so much time there you could explore. Yeah. Uh, so that'd probably be what I would say. At the same time, I'm a little hesitant about that just because, you know, how many fans love that series, though. Yeah. They're not going to be happy no matter what Disney does. You're but, absolutely right. That's just Star Wars in general. So, that's um, a great point. That's a, yeah. that's a great point because there, there, there is, you know, because they, they went forward, right? They, they, went, they went from episode six to the seven, started delving in that timeline, and you have novels. You know, complete the story's completely changed. None of it's canon anymore, and so many people are upset by that. And like you said, if you go back, and you could just you could just say it doesn't even have to be old Republic times, even with the timeline. It could just be we're going pre prequels, and they're going to come out with a story, and people are going to say like, "Where's Revan? You know, where's where's you know the Sith Emperor? Where where's all these characters? Where's Malgus? Where where? I, it's there's always gonna be that issue since this universe has expanded. You know, in the '90s with the books, and and then we go back and we make a video game series about the Old Republic, and then we expand upon that with more novels. It kind of feels like wherever we go, there's going to be people or they're going to be complaining. Um, so you're right. So it, it, it makes me wonder if they actually will. Do you think they'll actually bring any of those characters back? I mean, they did with Thrawn, right? Like, so we got a completely different timeline with Thrawn. But a Revan, but maybe even earlier, or maybe they would even bring back Yoda and kind of look at his origins. Or are we saving that for the Mandalorian? I, I don't know. Right. I, say, I, I honestly don't know. See, I know. I think there's an Easter egg in Last Jedi. There's like a Kyber crystal in Luke's hut. Yeah. And people were like looking at like the visual dictionary and like the, <laughs> what they called it in that. They thought it was a connection to Revan, and I don't know enough about Revan to know yeah. if that's true. But, yeah. And then oh, I forget the name of the guy, it, but they confirmed another Sith from like can oh EU is canon. Yeah. But the Rise of Skywalker. So yeah. I think they're bringing in hints of it at least a little bit. That's part of what's making me wonder if maybe that's where we are headed next. Yeah. Um, and since you mentioned Thrawn, I definitely say spoilers for Rebels here, but I yeah. I want to know what happened to Ezra and Thrawn. I want to know yes. the next part of that chapter, especially Thrawn. Like, um, Thrawn might be one of my favorite like characters. Yeah. Period. And Absolutely. I never read the original Th Thrawn trilogy until it's been within a year. So it's not like I had nostalgia for him, but like him and Rebels and then the new Th 
Thrawn trilogy was fantastic. Yeah. And I just like that character a lot. I really want to see more of him. And yeah. I know we're getting a prequel series, but I want to see going forward too. So absolutely, yeah. It's 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 amazing what they did to take that character and stay so true to his 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 character and his characteristics and his personality and it's just. His his com- very computed way of thinking and very being very logical. I love that they took that and said, "You know what? We're putting it in a different timeline." I thought that was fantastic, and 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 somewhat original in its in its own mind. But I I, I think they could do that again, and you, you could win over fans that love those characters. We'll just have to accept that. You know, Disney has this product. There's no way they're going to recanonize any of that stuff, but they're going to take those elements that you love, that you, you know, like Thrawn, staples of you know the expanded universe of Star Wars, and 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 bring it home for you, bring it in to their new canon stuff, and and make it work within it. I think they could totally do that. And so when they talk about the High Republic area, area, era, it's like what was four hundred years before uh, the prequels or something like that. So who knows? You may get Yoda. There may be a a Revan of sorts, or, or I don't think it would necessarily be the origins of um, the Jedi or the Sith, but, you know, a different time. I'm sure the same technology, right? Because it seems like Star Wars technology never advances. I, I, I was thinking about that, reading the, the old Republic books. I'm like, you're using the same technology. Like, and it's, it's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years later. Like, what are we doing? You're still using holograms. You're still using all this stuff. So it's going to feel like Star Wars, but it, it'll be, you know, different times with maybe some familiar characters. And they they do such a great job. Of, like, like with, I mean, let's be honest. The Mandalorian is, you know, Boba Fett of the of the 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 Christmas special like the the holiday special they, that's pretty much what we got um and we got an IG88 an IG11 and they found a way to just to make it work and and, and it's a beloved show now in all of Star Wars I, I can't believe they did it um but I mean so much so is like I thought it was IG88 the whole time I think it was calling him IG88 up until the freaking show started and was like it's IG11 I'm like get out of here nerds I don't need you correcting me. Uh, he's an IG droid. Same thing. Um, but, yeah, so they, they, they're doing a great job of that to just take that and put it into – let's put it into film now. We've done it with Rebels. We've done it with The Mandalorian. Let's let's make that happen in a feature film. And I know a lot of people are really stoked about the television, and so am I. I totally am as well. But film is film is Star Wars, you know, feature films. That's star- I go get a large corn, large Coke. And I just am immersed in it, you know, with Dolby sound around me. And that's, I'm going to love that. And and I would love to see The Mandalorian on the big screen. I, that would just even make it feel more like Star Wars. Um, so I, I am excited about the future. Now, if, if you, so you're not sure, maybe you would go back in time, right? Yeah. Is there, is there a certain, like a, I don't even know if you call it a genre but like a style, like a style, like so we like we, you got you got Rogue One, you know, kind of a war film. Yep. You got uh, you got the Mandalorian, which is you know, it has those Western elements to it. Is there something that you're looking for specifically that's really gonna it's really gonna ice that cake for you? Yeah, see, this is a hard question, especially since I think I, I think I posted once before. You did, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Is it, 
the problem with this with me is my two favorite genres are fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah, which that's Star Wars. That's and Star the Wars. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Um, I think that'd be it's a hard one for me. I think um, I don't know if it'd be my top choice, but I think like a horror movie yeah. would be interesting to Ooh. explore. And I know there's some books like that. Yeah. That are EU now that I have, but I haven't read them yet. Yeah. So I think that could be really cool. Ugh, the genres I don't even know. So they did that with the Mandalorian, right? That I don't even what was it uh, yeah. episode six or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Right, I, that was one of my favorite episodes. Just the way it was shot, and it was tense, and it was it was the first moment for me that like the Mando was in control. Like he's whooped yep. some butt, but that moment I was like, that dude's in control, and he's gonna take all these guys down. But it was just. But there's still horror elements. It was just kind of spooky and eerie at times. So I think that's a fantastic idea. Is there certain? Is there? I don't know. Would would it be? Would it be a force kind of focused movie, or would you like to see something different? Would it involve force users? As it's kind of a horror flick, or that's a good question. You could do some interesting things with the force in a horror movie, right? <laughs> yeah, I say. I, I think it could walk either way. I yeah. mean, even just, you know, you know the technology that's in the Star Wars universe, I think, could be amazing Absolutely. in a whole movie. I mean, isn't there an episode of Clone Wars where, like, Obi-Wan completely changes his face with, like, an ejection or something like that? Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. God, that's been years since I watched it, but you're right. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> gotten to that in my rewatch, so. Same. No, it, it, re- it reminds me of Harry Potter, like, the, or yep. drinking the, the Bolly Juice, or well, I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, yep. Harry Potter knowledge isn't very vast, but, uh, yeah, you're right. They could do something like that. Um, I'm just, like, picturing, like, Coruscant, right, and just the power goes out. Like there's the, like oh, there, yeah. like you know like there's an energy crisis or something, and I'm not a big fan of you know like the the oh God what are those, the uh, the the horror movies where it's like one day of no laws or anything like lawlessness. But oh, the purge. Though yeah, the purge and that yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It, I, but I could see that working in Star Wars and yeah. and it's it's just like a it's like a power grab at that point. That would be. God, that's like that's kind of like an end of days Star Wars movie, which yeah. I mean, it feels like we've had a few of those um, with the Death Star and, and things like that. But I mean, those those moments are so removed. I mean, Alderaan blows up, right? The Republic, the New Republic blows up, but it feels so removed. But just like a kind of end of days Star Wars horror movie, I don't know. I think we need to write this. I think we need right, to write I'm this in. film, right? I, I I'm just I, what's I love so much about. Um, I loved Rogue One for for the the kind of the war side of things. I thought that was fantastic in in the final third of the movie. I mean, they got three different action scenes going on, and it flowed so great. And I loved everything about it. But I am so excited to learn more about Cassian. And his his spy ways, right? Like, I mean, yep. the dude is gifted, um, and we see a little bit of that in Rogue One. But I I, I want to see a spy film. I want this to be, and if it's a television series, that's fine, and we're supposed to be getting it. But I want it to be really spy heavy. I, I mean, I'm I'm feeling like a 
Captain America Winter Soldier kind of, you know what I'm saying? Kind of that, uh, yep. kind of that born, you know, series feel. I think they could do something yeah, with awesome, that, actually. right? Right? Yeah. But still bring in the comedic elements, uh, you know, with K2 and, and, and Cassian. And I think, honestly, Taika Watiti would be... I, I loved what he did in the final episode of The Mandalorian. Um, yes. and, right? Like, even the humor to be. I know that was off-putting for some people. <laughs> but those two, those two uh, stormtroopers, I was like, dude... Or scout troopers, I was like, dude, that's hilarious. Like, that's... That's yep. that's K2 Cassian humor, and that's why is it this guy directing that? And, and maybe he eventually will, but uh, but wasn't there rumors he was getting a film series or something? Yes, recently? yes, yeah. and uh, it's and people are speculating maybe Kevin Feige's film that he's making because mm-hmm. they have that relationship and with Marvel. I'd pay to see it. I mean, I'll pay to oh, see yeah. any Star Wars, but. Kevin Feige writing something and, and and finding ways to bring it into Star Wars and and with with Taika do I'm 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 sold, I, but I could see him doing a spy show, and uh, you know I but with Cassie and I feel like we could go more than six episodes with like with Obi Wan I feel like we could do a couple seasons of that maybe, um and just learn more you know their sacrifices and all that good stuff and, and dig a little more into the Empire we I know we have a comic book with with Cassian and K2, but it, I, I don't know if that was enough for me and, and how they met and stuff. I need, I need, I need that to be fleshed out a little more, but, uh, um, but, but we are getting the Obi-Wan series, right? Uh, you're excited about that. Am I right? Oh yeah. Yep. Definitely. What, what are you wanting out of that? My friend, what are you wanting <sighs> out of that? That's a man. That's a hard question. It's a, it's such a, they're so constrained. I feel just like, yeah. Cause Obi-Wan's not just, I mean, I guess he could, but I feel like Obi-Wan wanted to just up and leave yeah. Tatooine with Luke there. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's such a hard period. See, I know um, it's the Legends Kenobi book. I got through that recently. Yeah. And that had a lot of interesting elements. I think they could bring in um, – and that actually addressed some of, like, you know, not necessarily plot holes, but, like, pinpricks. People wanted to make fun of Yeah. Uh, between like three and four, like how Obi Wan aged so much, like yeah. he, he kind of touched on that in the book. So I think taking some references from that book would be great. Um, outside of that, I mean, I'm just excited to see Ian McGregor again. I know he loves that character so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's is it's it, hard to say. Do you think that we could have any Vader in that? Yeah, I see, I've heard rumors about that. Personally, I don't really want Vader. Yeah. Just because I like, I like the idea of. Um, oh, I guess I can. Let me rephrase that. I don't want Obi Wan and Vader to see each other. Yeah. Because I kind of like the idea of it's Episode Three, and then the next time they meet, it's Episode Four. Agreed. I know technically that's not confirmed, but I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Uh, I will say if they meet face to face, I would love for Obi Wan just to stare Vader down and call him Anakin. Just, <laughs> I think that would be such a power move. Yeah, and I would love that. Yeah, but yeah, um, if they do Vader like kind of like a side story along with it, I think that could be interesting. I mean, I'm always down for more Vader. He's one yes. of the most badass characters in cinema history. So right, and I I don't know if you've been reading any of the comic books or the last Vader line, but I mean we really delved into his thoughts and maybe some regrets that's the kind of stuff that i want to see in a in a show i want to see that 
I want to see him dig into his and, and even Obi Wan regrets like flashbacks. Like what what could I have done to save him? Is the galaxy oh, yeah. now lost because I failed to to lead this man to 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 to, to you know in his moments of darkness not just push it aside and say remember your training but to 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 look at him like a brother or like a son i i want him to do that but like you i don't want those two to see each other but i want the thought process i want him to delve into it but i don't want him interacting because it's so special they last see each other in 3 and then he comes back in 4 before i was but the learner now I am the master. And it's just like, man, if you're going to try to, I hate saying retcon it, but retcon it to fit in a show, I just feel like that's going to, they've done some of that with Luke and Vader in the main comic line. And it just, it's okay, but it takes a little bit away from, from that movie when they meet each other and they confront each other for the first time. I mean, Luke gets his, his butt whooped, which is great because he should. Um, but it didn't, you know, it took, it took a little bit away from the movies for me. So I, I, I'm excited for Obi-Wan. I have no idea what we're getting. Um, but I'm trying to think who could that villain be? It can't just be a bunch of kind of randos. It's got, it feels like it's Obi-Wan. He's one of the greatest Jedi of all time. We need a, we need a, you know, a competent villain for this. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for him and Vader and their thought process, the regrets, the hatred, um, the loss, but I don't, I don't want them to see each other. Now, Jory, Nate and I have talked a lot in your absence. I'm glad you're back, by the way. But so we talked a little bit about when we talked about the, the the Star Wars saga, and we're now talking about what you know Nate would like to see now. Now that Star Wars, you know, the saga's ended, where are we going now? We've talked about. Um, you know, Cassian, I'd love to see, you know, a, a really heavy spy Cassian series with K2 and their origins together with Taika Waititi <laughs> directing it. And I just, I want that. I want it to be similar to Winter Soldier, Captain Mar or Captain Marvel, Captain America. <laughs> I mean, Captain Marvel is a great movie, but Captain America, Winter Soldier or the Bourne series or something like that. Um, and, and, and Nettie's even thinking maybe we can go back in time, though we discuss, we know that a lot of people are going to be dissatisfied by that when their characters are changed or the story's completely different. Cause we thought, you know, you go forward, you go backward, people are going to get mad, but that's just the reality of having a ton of star Wars content out there outside of the movies. But w where would you take us, Jory? Are we going back? Are we going to the future? Are we going with Obi-Wan on Tatooine, you know, playing checkers? Like, where are we going? What's going to be the next big hit in Star Wars outside of The Mandalorian? If you were writing it, where are we going? So, it looks like, uh, I mean, to me, where the Cassian series is going is possibly comedy. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially with Taika Waititi um, taking over you know, that whole series, it, it definitely looks probably more comedy and K2 is going to be huge for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that he was one of the funniest droids that we've ever had. Yeah. Um, barring C3PO with yeah. his dry humor, yeah. um, which I don't think he gets enough credit for. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, I think that, uh, that K2 
is going to be huge for for that whole series. Um, and I definitely think you know because we kind of talked about before we did this whole thing of of the of maybe the genre for yeah um, all of the the series coming up or even the you know the blockbuster movies yeah um, I think the Cassian series will be a little more um, comedy based yeah. yeah I mean who knows um, now. With the Obi Wan series, I mean, they just put that on a hold, which I'm sure that you guys probably yeah. discussed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't really know where I see that particular series going as far as like a genre. Yeah. Uh, you know, with with Mandalorian, obviously it was a, more of a Western type movie. Yeah. Um, but with the Obi Wan, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean. Ewan McGregor is is funny in his own rights. Mm-hmm. Um, his humor is just. I actually, I, I'm a big. I find almost any genre of humor funny. Yeah. Um, like I, you know, top to bottom, most drastic to, you know, the driest humor is just everything to me is funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, honestly, I don't really know where where they're going to go as far as um, the Obi-Wan series, as far as the genre. Um, but where I want to see Star Wars going, I think it would be phenomenal seeing uh, the new characters that they establish come back. Yeah. Um, I don't see it happening. I it's really unfortunate. don't, unfortunately. Um, but this the sequel trilogy... It almost took three movies to establish those characters. Yeah. And with with that, it would be amazing to see them continue. Um, because I just I I just fell in love with Kylo Ren. Yeah. I just fell in love with Finn and Poe and, and Ray and them as true characters and I feel like it took almost three movies to do that for me. Yeah. And to want or to have me wanting more. I mean, obviously, I wanted nine. I wanted eight. I wanted, you know, yeah. I wanted it all. Yeah. But to see them as characters and to really, truly enjoy them, um, it took those three movies. And so it leaves me wanting more and wanting, you know, to, to have a, a number 10, a number 11, a number 12. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take till 20. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I just I don't see it happening. So I feel like they're going to have to definitely do spinoffs um, and they'll they'll go backwards in time. Um, I don't think they'll go forwards in time. Um, I truly don't, because I think that they're going to leave it up to 10 years, 20 years coming back, possibly yeah. to Ray, um, to Finn, to Poe, whoever agrees to come back mm-hmm. and do another, you know, another trilogy just like they've done, you know, in the past 10 years, in the past 30 years, in yeah. the past 40 years. Um, so I don't think they're going to touch the Skywalker saga mm-hmm. timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that they'll go back in time. Um, it would be awesome to see Knights of the Old Republic. It would be awesome to see um, my big one, my huge EU um, fandom is in Bane. I yeah. think that Darth Bane was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, if anybody has not read the Bane trilogy, um, that is 
quite possibly my favorite trilogy as far as mm-hmm. um, the books go. Uh, I think that the writing was phenomenal. I think that the thought process behind Bane and, and what you get to see in his character and where he came from to where he was um, is just, it's done extremely well. And I mean, Disney would have its own spinoff on it. Mm -hmm. Um, It would do it its own way, but um, the original U stuff was, was great. Um, yeah. and I, I actually have those audio books right on my phone and I still listen <laughs> to them to this day. And it's something that even the, the more general star Wars fan base uh, or public audience would, uh, even probably appreciate because, you know, they know yeah, there's only a couple of sets, right? You know, don't, don't two, you know, no more, no less. They've heard that. And, and to show why, and now, um, and that, you know, there were things before that, um, I think it would resonate a lot with them and, and it may be messing with timelines. It may be even le- messing with characters. They definitely probably will never canonize those books, but they've been successful in taking elements of those characters and stories and, and fitting them where it works and people love it. They love Thrawn. We were talking about the Mandalorian. I mean, essentially, the Mando is is Boba Fett from the Holiday Special, and IG-11 is IG-88. They've made it work, and people accept it, and they love it because they're getting the character that they loved, and that's really what you fall in love with when you're reading those books is those characters and those moments, and if it's in a different time period, so be it. You're getting what you love, though. Um, so I couldn't agree more. That That would be a fantastic timeline. Um, and I just, I just, I don't know where we're going. I have no idea. And I was, I was, I was accepting when the rise of Skywalker came out, I was, I had accepted and said, I know that they're never going to make any more Skywalker movies. I know that Ray's story is going to be done after this. But when she lit up that lightsaber at the end of the movie, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And I just had so much pain. And I was like, no, now I want to know what happens. I love these characters. Please come back to them. But I, I know that you know some people are concerned with, with, with the response of this new trilogy. And, and will they ever do it again? If they do, like you said, Joy, it's going to be in the future. But, man, the end of that movie made me want more Ray and to see where we're going. And I think we mentioned it in one of our last podcasts. But talking about that Tor Valum character, that 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 ancient powerful sith like let's let's look at some characters that maybe you know survived a rule of two or you know was out you know in the universe uh, un, un, unknown by anyone else and it is as powerful as the sith emperor like let's do something like that and ray has to rise to the occasion with her new jedi i'm down um even if it's a show or a game or whatever i, I just want that story but Going back in time, it seems like it's a safe bet because they're going to want to win over a lot of sweaties, um, but they may not get exactly what they want. But I, I think they'll they'll bring in something familiar because I think that's that's what they think probably is needed at this time. Though I I don't necessarily agree with that. But um, gosh, what else, guys? I mean, I could talk. I mean, we've been going for an hour and thirty minutes, thirty eight minutes. Um, I could go all night, but like I I'm the only one here that doesn't have a life. Um, I know you guys do, um, but this honestly, I no can, here. <laughs> oh. I can say honestly, this is one of the best conversations that I've ever had. And what's great about doing this is that 
We all have talked before. We've never talked like this, but we talk almost every day, right? I mean, I know what you guys like about Star Wars. I know what you don't necessarily like about Star Wars. We just, I feel like I know you guys already, even though this is the first time we've verbally communicated with each other. But that's what this community has done. And I could not be more proud to be a part of it. But it's honestly you guys and your positivity and just the camaraderie that's there in that group is because of you guys. I just created a group. Like, that's all I did. And you guys came to it and you guys grew it. And it's just like like Brent. Like, Brent just said, hey, I'm getting the list together of all everyone's favorites. He's got an average. Like, what's the top one in the group? And I was like, that is freaking great. Like, no one even asked you to do that. You just wanted to do that. And that's awesome. Like, it's just you guys are always doing such great things. And, and it means so much to me that, that, that it's just a living thing now. And it lives and breathes you guys and your positivity. And now I want to bring that into our actual discussions. And whenever I can round you guys up in a, in a, in a, in a tap room sometime and bring a microphone, we're all going to freaking have a beer and freaking talk about Star Wars in person. But for now, we're going to do it on Skype. And we're going to keep doing it. And, and I know... I know everyone listening enjoyed it. I freaking I could have not talked the whole time and just listened to you guys talk. Um, but we're gonna keep doing this, and you know, as long as you guys are willing, we're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna keep doing these special monthly episodes, and we're also gonna be doing some trials. And I gotta talk to these guys offline and ask, are we gonna see a little a little exhibition match here? Uh, I won't make them speak now, um, but we're gonna talk about it. So, um, hey guys, any last words? Anything, anything else you want to say? No, I don't want to uh, test Nate's knowledge because <laughs> I feel like he's going to uh, possibly sweep me under the rug. No. Um, but but going back to what you were just saying about the community, Mike, I don't think you give yourself enough credit ah. because it's, it's huge. What you've done for us, um, what you've done for the community. And yes, you just put together a podcast and other people did join it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody else definitely contributes to that community. But if it wasn't for you and as in the beginning, yeah. um, putting this together, yeah. uh, it, it, there would be no community yeah and, and not 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 this community there'd be yeah. other communities don't get me wrong yeah um but i love this community and i love what um just being able to 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 click into flying casual on my facebook yeah. every day yeah and uh you know see what everybody has to say good or bad about yeah. about what it is yeah um but you know, even the bad makes you learn. That's right. You know, it, it, it takes you in a different perspective That's of, right. you know, what's going on here and, and what other people are thinking about here and there. Yeah. And uh, giving you just just that different look on, you know, hey, is this good or is it bad or is it is it whatever? I mean, it's all Star Wars, so we all love it. Yeah. Or most of us love it. Yeah. Um, but but don't sell yourself short, ah. man. It's it's what you've done has been I can't even explain to you um, what it's done for my own personal story, mm. um, you know, and, and the community that it has brought and what it has just given me personally um, is, is something that I, I can't even put into words. Dude, I, 
is the most humbling thing I've ever heard in my life and, and the kindest. And that's, that's the caliber of people we have. It's the caliber of people that we're going to continue to attract because, you know, we've had people come in and, and talk a lot of stuff or, you know, we're trying to, trying to nitpick into things and, and, and what's happening and whose life and, 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 or, you know, this, I can't believe you like this about this movie. I, those people were gone. I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but the people that love what we've built are here and they're inviting their friends and it's going to continue to grow. And I cannot wait to just spend as long as, you know, I'm capable of talking about Star Wars and interact with them. Every day I'm grateful we get to do that. And it's, it's literally the kindness of you guys and, you know, your willingness to participate in that. And, and even like now, like, donating your hard-earned money to something like this to keep things going for us it's just it means the world to us and it's it's easy to sound you know a certain way if you got a microphone or something but i I hope it comes through my appreciation for you guys and i'm speaking for holly too and and luke that you guys are active participants in this thing and and the only way it's it's still going and the only way we're going to continue to do it is if you guys are doing what you're doing and and i'm gonna take that with me everywhere i go um on my own little flying casual tour um and and like i said we are going to get some if we got to find the location where we all meet in the middle have one beer and some conversation we're gonna do that because you guys are honestly friends i can easily say that even that's our first interaction i can honestly say you guys are my friends i mean when i say nettie or jory holly knows who the hell i'm talking about my friends know who i'm talking about my co-workers know who i'm talking about um they all have just been taken aback by the community that we have um and it, it, it makes people envious they want that and and i hope you know we continue to attract that and continue to attract people like you guys because you're some of the nicest kindest just you know most courteous people i know and we're gonna i'm gonna continue to honor that and we're gonna continue to celebrate it in every format that we can and this is being one of them so thank you guys so much for joining us um give nate and jory some love get on that group tell them how much you love them um and show some love to the podcast too if you like it check out patreon come participate with us go like subscribe do all the needful if you don't that's fine too just keep listening um but i know you like this we're gonna keep doing this um and that's it so um hit us up shoot us an email go to the facebook page hit up nate and jory come join our family it's casual but it's family i'll tell you that that may be the slogan it's casual but it's family I like it. We're going to stick with it. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. And may the force be with you. Always.